I'm your host, Annie Bowles, and this is News Du Jour. Hey, you guys, and welcome back to the news du jour, a calmer space to consume the news. Ah, We have made it through the week. Happy Friday. I hope everyone has fun plans this weekend, even if they are laying your ass on the couch. That is very fun sometimes. That is sometimes exactly what we need. Anywho, I am really looking forward to getting some things checked off my to-do list with my family this weekend. Fun stuff. Um... Yeah, we have a lot of upcoming celebrations with my son's first birthday and all kind of little events in the backyard happening with the weather being so beautiful. So anywho, I will go ahead and without further ado, jump into the news. Wanted to let you know, though, what's on the menu for today. So we have two little mini stories real quick at the top and then some updates on other stories and then a couple very exciting stories as well. So let's go ahead and jump in. With the first mini story, so the manhunt has ended in Atlanta. It actually ended last night after I recorded with the capture of a 24-year-old man who shot up a medical facility in Midtown in Atlanta, stole a vehicle, and then traveled on foot in an effort to evade the police. The motive remains unknown at this time, but the shooter's sister told news outlets that her brother is, quote, not mentally stable, end quote. Our thoughts go out to all those involved or affected. And next up in our mini stories, Trump will not be calling any witnesses in the E. Jean Carroll rape trial. Apparently, he did have one witness that he was going to call, but that person, for medical reasons, is not going to be able to testify. So he's got no one. And next up for today, Russian drone strike on the Kremlin confirmed, question mark. Well, guys, it may have been confirmed. Video footage has surfaced of Vladimir Putin's residence on Tuesday night, verified by the New York Times to be explosions taking place. And these explosions are supposedly drone strikes being intercepted in an attempt to assassinate Vladimir Putin. I don't know if that thunder just came through for you guys. But again, I live on the prairie. There's some really extreme thunderstorms uh, going on right now. So I appreciate your patience with the sound. Sometimes thunder comes through. Anywho, um, we covered this yesterday, but just to recap for anyone who might have missed yesterday's episode, I definitely encourage you to go back and listen to all the details. But essentially, Russian media and the Kremlin are saying that someone, they're blaming Ukraine, tried to assassinate Vladimir Putin via drone strike. 
And guys, if he wasn't paranoid before, he sure will be now. The footage is actually two separate videos, both showing the same series of events from two different angles. So I guess maybe that's part of how it was confirmed. It was two different video videos of the same event happening in the same way. The explosion caused a fire that was put out pretty quickly on the roof of the building. And actually, it turns out that Vladimir Putin wasn't even there at the time. He wasn't spending the night there. But it definitely happened. Now, could it have been staged by Russia? Absolutely. Could it have been Ukraine? Absolutely. Was it someone else? Who can say? Ukraine is not the only country with an axe to grind against Putin, as we well know. They're not the only ones who might want to take him out. That said, Russia continues to blame Ukraine and Ukraine continues to deny any involvement. So where does that leave us? Well, military experts on these types of systems here in the U.S. have said that it's pretty impossible to determine who sent the drones just based on the trajectory alone. Some experts also propose the idea that the strike was simply for psychological effects, basically to scare Putin. You know, he's known to be this enormously paranoid person. So maybe they were just looking to kind of send him over the edge by attacking his very home, knowing that their efforts would likely be intercepted and that it, it was unlikely it'd be a successful strike. Maybe it was just a message that they were sending. You have made our home unsafe, and now we will make yours unsafe too. There is now a ban on all drones in the entire city of Moscow put into effect following this alleged attack. So if the purpose was to freak the Kremlin out, I'd say mission accomplished. And next up for today, murderous Murdaugh confesses. Does he just have nothing left to lose at this point? Alex Murdaugh, the father who was just convicted of killing his wife and son, has now admitted that his housekeeper's fall was not an accident. He lied about the whole thing, which, let's face it, we all already knew. There were no dogs involved, as we could have guessed. But what was involved was a scheme to defraud an insurance company and this housekeeper's beneficiaries as well. And he succeeded in stealing millions. Again, as we pretty much knew. These admissions were made on Monday in a court filing for a lawsuit brought by the insurance company against Alex Murdaugh and a few others who were involved in this scheme. If you guys remember, Alex Murdaugh took out an insurance policy on his country home right before his housekeeper, Gloria Satterfield, who was like a second mom to his son, happened to fall down the stairs and die. It was suspicious on its face, but it became much more suspicious when her family received absolutely none of the insurance money that they were owed. And on top of that, it was later discovered that Gloria had just happened upon one of the family's darkest secrets, Alex Murdaugh's prescription drug addiction. For the Murdaugh's, it seems that maybe her death was two birds, one stone. 
with the drug problem taking over their lives. Gloria knew too much and the family was in need of cash. So this calculated, cold, desperate, tragic murder solved both problems for Alex Murdaugh to the tune of $5 million. But this judgment, Murdaugh signed a settlement of $4.3 million, all going to the Satterfield family as it was meant to all along. But it still needs to be approved by the 16th Circuit Judge Daniel Hall before it can be made official. I am personally upset that they didn't get the full amount or even a little bit more for what they've been put through with all this. But it looks like this amount will change their lives enormously for the better. They've also created a charitable foundation in Gloria's memory, which is just amazing. The Satterfields are taking an outright tragedy and something so wrong and turning it into a blessing for other people, which is a beautiful, beautiful thing. And lastly for this week, RSV vaccine approved by the FDA. So the FDA just approved an RSV vaccine for those 60 and older. The vaccine is made by a drug company called GSK, and the drug itself will be called Arvexi. RSV can be fatal for the elderly as well as young children. And this past winter, if you guys didn't already know, children's hospitals and ICUs were absolutely flooded with RSV patients, overwhelming many hospital systems. It was part of what people were calling a triple-demic. It was one of the three. The vaccine was... 83% effective in the trials, the GSK one, but Pfizer is also coming out with an RSV vaccine soon, not yet approved, but it wasn't quite as effective as the GSK vaccine, which is, you know, again, 83% effective in the trials, whereas, you know, Pfizer's was only 67%. But both vaccines proved to be more effective in patients who had severe cases of RSV. So this is great news. This is just one step closer to keeping our elderly and our children safer. And that is the news du jour. Today, I wanted to leave you guys with the quote, progress is not possible without change. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you use to listen. A rate and review or shout out on social media would mean the world to us and help us be able to keep creating the news du jour. But the best way to support all of our work is to become a patron at www.patreon.com forward slash sugar-free media. You can also follow us on social media under sugarfreemedia.co on Instagram and just sugar-free media, all one word on TikTok. We appreciate you listening and look forward to telling you about the news again next time on News Du Jour. Broadcasting from. Oh.